Welcome to the Eastridge Church East Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. Father, we were, um, as your word says, we were but filthy rags. And you washed away our sins. And Father, now we are as white as snow. Father, we sinned and you forgave. Father, we, we thought of ways to sin. And Father, through faith in Christ, you forgave. Father, it seems like all we could ever do was evil. And yet you so loved us, you sent your son Jesus so that we would know forgiveness, so that we would have a new identity, that we would have a new name, that we would have a new life. Father, I pray, God, that as a church, and Father, I pray for the church around the world, we would grow in our understanding of the sacrifice of your son, so that, Lord, we could display that sacrifice and tell other people about it. But, Father, we thank you, and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, y'all go ahead and be seated. Hey, um, before I get started with the, the sermon, I do want to say this uh, with the passing of my stepdad. Uh, y'all have been a wonderful church family uh, with text and, and cards and the meals that y'all provided for my mom. My mom will not cook another meal for three years. Her freezer uh, is so full. But anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for the way you, you loved on uh, our family during this time. We're going to continue our, our series called Reset, and today it's called Rename, and I think it's very appropriate. Now, a lot of us have heard of these famous companies. Uh, they've, they've gone through some famous name changes, uh, so you may not recognize the company's uh, old name, but you'll definitely recognize the new name. All of us have heard of Amazon. How many of you have already used Amazon today? Be honest. Okay, yeah, I got one hand. I got, well, all right. And most of us will have used Amazon before the day's over. But Amazon did not start out as Amazon. They started out as Relentless. Matter of fact, if you type in Relentless.com sometime today, it'll take you to Amazon. Now, Google is probably how you found Amazon. Google did not start out as Google. Google started out as... That's pretty creepy. <laughs> uh, don't type in Backrub.com. I don't know where that's going. But the reason they started, they named it Backrub, it was only Backrub for about a year. The reason they named it Backrub was because they said that it was the way they were able to massage all the information on the internet. It still sounds creepy to me. All right. Instagram started out as Bourbon. B-U-R-B-N. And the reason he named it Bourbon, he's from Kentucky, and he named it after his favorite Kentucky drink. Uh, Yahoo started out as Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web. Do you, Jerry and David's Guide to the World Wide Web, is not as catchy as do you, Yahoo. And Pepsi started out as Brad's Drink. Now, let me tell you, in 1998, Caleb Bradham, uh, he rebranded it Pepsi Cola because he believed it helped with the problem that people have with indigestion, which is also called dyspepsia. So the next time you drink Pepsi, think about dyspepsia, all right? 
Starbucks started out as Cargo Cafe. Subway started out as Pete's Super Submarines. And Netflix started out as Kibble, a TV network for dogs, it sounds like. But you know what? These, t- these companies changed their name, and probably they had something to do with their success. So, so what's in a name? What's in a name? You, you're, you were named what you're called, and maybe you were named after somebody. A lot of y'all know Trey Bailey. He's on staff with us. You know why he's called Trey? Because he's number three. He's William Harold. When you say Harold, you got to say it like Harold. All right, William Harold III. William Harold Bailey III. William means power. Harold means brightness. Kurt, what, what does Kurt's name mean? Kurt's name means man who stands on stool will fall down. So... I heard it was a great message. Listen, uh, my name means from Scotland. Not all that great, all right? Listen, those company name changes probably had something to do with the success that they had. But in, a, in the Scripture, when you see someone have their name changed, it's not just a, a change in their name. It's a change in life. It's, it's a change in their destiny, So in biblical times, you would know something about someone by the name they gave you. Your name not only designated you, it it described you, it it defined you. So when you walked up to somebody and said, hey, I'm so-and-so, you're telling them everything about you. And today we're looking in Genesis chapter 32, and we're looking at the life of Jacob. And his name means deceiver. So when, when Jacob would walk up to somebody, he didn't go, hey, I'm Jacob. He's basically going, hey, I'm a deceiver. I, I'm a trickster. My character's, man, it's no good. Man, what a name. And what a way to call yourself. But let me ask you this question. Now, most of us in this room, you've already come to Christ. And you, you've already received the name child of God or you are chosen or, or forgiven. You've received that name already. But what was your name before Christ? And what I mean by that is, what were you known by? Was it cheater? Was it stealer? Was it liar? Was, was it addict? Was it, was it alcoholic? Was it abuser? Was, was it thief? Was it warrior? Was it doubter? What was it you were known by then? And let me ask you this question. Does your old identity still try to get a foothold in your life? Now, the way you can tell that is this. When you go through problems, when you feel stressed out, how do you handle it? Do you handle it like the child of God, knowing that that you found favor with God, that God is for you and not against you? Man, do you handle it like, man, the the Holy Spirit lives and dwells inside of you and you have the wisdom of God and the power of God available to you? Or do you, a lot of times when things get stressful, do we go back to the old self, the warrior, the doubter, the cheater, the user, the abuser, when things get stressful? Well, this morning, what I want to share with you is this. If you're a believer in Jesus, you have a a new life, you have a a new destiny, and you have a new name. So let's get into the story with Genesis 32, verses 22 through 32. Now, a little bit of background. you got to know something about Jacob. Uh, Jacob's a very strong and, and passionate guy. I mean, he's he physically, he's very, not like, not like uh, Samson, but he's very strong, so he, he can handle himself. 
He's a man of, of complete self-reliance and resourcefulness. Now, he does that through deception. He's brilliant at it. He took his brother's birthright, if you know the story. He tricked his dad, took his brother's birthright, and later got the inheritance and feared for his life because guess what? His brother wanted to kill him. And it would have been pretty acceptable back then. Then Jacob was tricked by his uh, uncle to working 14 years for his two wives. I know if you're not into Scripture, that two wives bit just threw you a big curveball. That's another sermon, okay? And now, years later, he's having to face Esau, and he's afraid for his life. Now, here's what's getting ready to happen. Let's, let's get into the Scripture. Verse 22. Now, this is before he's going to meet Esau. During the night, Jacob got up, and he took his two wives, his two servant wives, and his 11 sons, and he crossed the Jabbok River with them. After taking them to the other side, he sent over all his possessions, and this left Jacob alone in the camp. And a man came and wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. Now, you understand that Jacob is completely alone. There are no street lights. There's not the glow from that phone. He's completely alone, probably a campfire. And here comes this man that comes and, and wrestles with him during the night. He's completely alone, facing death from his brother, and now he's in this all-night-long wrestling match. He's had to let go of everything he holds dear, every possession that he has, every love relationship, and now he's alone. And this man, which he doesn't know it, is God, comes and wrestles with him through the night. Now, this wrestling match, this is symbolic of our struggle with sin and death. And you know what's amazing about this? And I find this to be true. We will wrongly fight for our old name. And whatever that old name was, doubter, warrior, cheater, whatever it may have been, sometimes we'll wrongly fight for that old name. You know why? Because it's hard to let go of our old identity. Sometimes I'll be having a conversation with my accountability partner. He goes, hey, hey, stop. That's not who you are. Why are you worried about that? Why are you struggling with that? Man, that's not who you are. Jacob in that wrestling match, you know what he's doing? He's continuing to rely on his own strength, on his own physical strength. He's wrestling with God in his own strength. When things are tough, we have a tendency to go back to our old self and handle things the old way in our own strength. Why do we do this? Well, why do we do this? You know why? It's because it's what we know. Then we go, man, why did I do that? Why did I yell? Why, 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 why did I lie? Why, why did I cheat? Why, why did I do that? Whether it's yelling, drinking, or acting out. Sometimes when I'm driving and Tracy's in the car with me, she calls me Ralph. Ralph is my dad's name. It's not a pet name she gave me. Ralph is my dad name because I tend to offer commentary on all the drivers around me. And it, but I, I do it in my dad's accent. My dad's a Geechee. Now, I probably won't be able to do it because it, it just has to come naturally. But I'll be like, look, look at that guy right there. I don't even know what he's doing. And it's just different or something like that. But she'll go, hey, you're Ralph. You know why? Because I'm acting like what I saw modeled. And it's been a habit that I've reinforced in my life. We tend to do what we've done. But here's the truth. No matter what it is that you struggle with, 
no matter what it was, what it was you used to be called by. And God has given us a new name. He's given us a new identity. And we can stop acting like our old self or the way we used to. But here's the question. Here's what everybody wants to know. How do you do that? How do I stop? How do I not act like that anymore? Let's go to verse 25. When the man saw that he would not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of its socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Now understand what he did. He dislocated Jacob's hip. Now that's a wrestler's pivot of strength. He just took his strength away from Jacob, forcing him to prayerfully now seek God's grace. Jacob now realizes, hey, this is not any ordinary man who can just touch my hip, and now my strength is gone, who can touch my hip, and now I'm wrenched in pain. Now he's crying out for a blessing. He realizes, hey, this is no ordinary man. I can't win this match. He knows that this same guy that can wrench his hip can also bless him, and now he wants that blessing. You know what pain does for us? Pain is a great reminder for our need for God. Now, what do we want out of our life? We want a pain-free life, don't we? We don't want to suffer loss. We don't want to suffer sickness. We don't want to suffer debt. We want a pain-free life. And pain is one of the greatest reminders of our need for God. And it's a great opportunity for us to trust in God. Now, I want to say this. We have it so much better than Jacob. You and I have it so much better than Jacob did. Yeah, Jacob was face to face with God. He didn't realize it. We have it so much better than Jacob because we have the indwelling God through the Holy Spirit inside of us, reminding us of who we are and leading us, giving us strength, giving us his wisdom. We have it better than him. Let me ask you this question. This morning, what, what's your pain? What, what is your pain? What, what are you struggling with? Is it health? Maybe, maybe you got a new normal. Maybe life is so changed. Maybe it's a loss of a loved one, and now you've got this new normal. Is it a medical crisis? Is it being alone? Is it a sin issue? And what are you struggling with? What's your pain? When in pain, remember your new name. Now, unlike Jacob, most of us in this room, listen, we're already received our, our new name from God. And like Jacob, just because we came to Christ, it doesn't mean that we won't suffer many other pains and times throughout life. We will suffer pain. And we will be tempted to forget who we are in Christ. Jacob asked this question to the man. He said, "What is no?" The man says, what is your name? And he replied, Jacob. And listen to what he says. Your name will no longer be Jacob, the man told him. From now on, you will be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Jacob had to introduce himself to God as deceiver a blessing stealer. He had to introduce himself. He had to tell God who he was. 
It was confession. He confessed to God, yes, I am a deceiver. I I am a blessing stealer. And to come to Christ, every single one of us had to do that. We had to confess to God, yes, God, I am a sinner. That, that, That is who I am. And that is how God knew us. But listen to these words. Listen to the words he gave Jacob. He says, you will no longer be. You will no longer be. Listen to what he's getting ready to do. It literally, it says, it shall no more be said that you are a deceiver. It shall no more be said that you are a blessing stealer. You will no longer be. Matter of fact, he named him Israel, which means prevailer. He goes from deceiver and blessing stealer, and God gives him a new name, a new life, and a new identity that now he is a prevailer. Can you imagine at that moment, here's a man that's always introduced himself as a deceiver. Now, from that point on, has a new identity. and says, no, I am prevailer. Can you imagine the joy that on his face and how that changed him? See, with that new name came a new life. And he handles things differently now. He goes and he meets his brother Esau, which we'll talk about in a minute. And he prevails with Esau, but not in his own strength, but by trusting God. And you've got to know this. When, he, when his wives, it's so weird to say when his wives, but when his wives and his kids see him handling himself with Esau, and he's not lying, he's not trying to trick Esau, he's not trying to deceive Esau, but he's being humble, and he's giving credit to God, they're probably going, what has happened to dad? They, they don't recognize this probably. No longer is he deceiving people, but he's trusting God. And I bet every step of the way, every literal step of the way, he's reminded, trust God. That pain, that limp, no matter how far he had to walk, reminded him, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. And you know what? I guarantee you, and we know he did, Israel, who used to be Jacob, told his wives, and he told his kids what God has done. And their kids told their kids, and Jacob's descendants become the 12 tribes of Israel become the nation of Israel. By clinging to God, Jacob slash Israel overcomes in the face of this insurmountable problem, these insurmountable odds. What are you facing? What are you facing right now? Man, if if I had to say, hey, name your biggest pain, name your biggest suffering, name your, your biggest challenge, What is it that you're facing right now? I'm going to tell you something. Through trusting God, you and I can get through this valley. You and I can get through this dark time. You and I can be led, and you and I can experience the joy and peace no matter how great the pain. How do we do that? One of the ancestors of Jacob wrote this in Psalm 22. He says, our ancestors trusted in you, and you rescued them. So they cried out to you, and you saved them. They trusted in you. And listen, I love this last part. And they were never disgraced. 
Jacob's descendant, David, wrote this. And you know who he's writing about? One of the people he's writing about is Jacob slash Israel. You and I can trust God to lead. We can trust God to rescue. We can trust God to save. We can trust God that we won't end up in disgrace. We can trust God to provide. It goes on, verse 29. Now Jacob says, please tell me your name. You see the humility here? All of a sudden, he's been in this struggling match, this wrestling match. All of a sudden, he realizes, this is no man. Please tell me your name. And the man replies, why do you want to know my name? Then he blessed Jacob there. And Jacob named the place Peniel, which means the face of God. For he said, I have seen God face to face, yet my life has been spared. The sun was rising as Jacob left Peniel, and he was limping because of the injury to his hip. He didn't walk this off. You know, he, he didn't get his hip touched, and pain was there, and he eventually just walked it off, and he was fine. No, he was limping because of the injury to his hip. And even today, the people of Israel don't eat the tendon near the hip socket because of what happened that night when the man strained the tendon of Jacob's hip. Jacob is still struggling with coming to terms with who he was wrestling with. And the man's reply is not another way of saying, the man's reply is another way of saying, don't you know who I am? Don't you see that this, this is me, this, this is God? And I'm going to tell you what happened after that. God's mercy allowed a victory for Jacob because he trusted in God. Even though he was injured, he trusted in God. Now, again, this limp that, that he has, it's noticeable by all people. But I also bet this was noticeable. Even though he walked with a limp, I bet what they noticed is that his countenance changed. I bet they noticed that all of a sudden this guy that, who relied on himself and he relied on deception, and he relied on sin to get what he wanted out of life, all of a sudden it was replaced with peace. All of a sudden he had joy on his face. And you know what I think? I think I know this to be true. Sometimes what's greater, no, always what's greater than the pain you and I suffer is the joy of God's presence. Doesn't take away the pain. Man, but God's joy is greater. God's leading is greater. God's peace is greater. God's promise that I'll see you through this, that I'm your father and you're my child. That knowledge is always greater than any pain that we can go through. So what do we do? Let's remember that you and I have a new name. No, no matter what you're going through, no, no matter who you are, you and I have a new name. We have a new life. And we have a new destiny. Yeah. So what is, what is your new name? What is your new name? You got to love technology. <laughs> I'm using it. All right. What is your new name? What is your new name? How do you describe yourself? Satan's going to want you to describe yourself by your old behavior. He wants you to describe yourself by your failures, by your sin. It's not who you are. Do not let your past, do not let your struggles, do not let your circumstances define who you are. Because they're going to change. But if you trusted in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sin, 
and salvation. You've been given a new name, a new life. Your whole destiny has changed. It once was hell, and now it's heaven. But if you've never trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and sin is a universal problem. There's never been anybody except one person who is Jesus, but everybody else, every person that's been born has a sin problem. It's the most common trait we have. And if you've never trusted in Jesus, you do have a name. And throughout Scripture, it's called sinner. And in Romans, it's called enemy of God. He says, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies. See, if I don't trust in Jesus, I'm a sinner. I'm an enemy of God. But he says in John, but to all who believed in him and accepted him, Listen to what God does. All who believe in Jesus and accepted Jesus, he gave the right to become children of God. That sinner now is a child of God. That that enemy of God is now a child of God. Through turning to Jesus. Accepting that Jesus is Lord. That he does forgive sins. That he does give a new life. That he does change destiny. And he can look upon you, he can look upon me, and lovingly, not judgmentally, that's a, that's a character trait we give to him, he says, my child, my child, my child. That, that's, that's my child, that's my boy, that's, that's, that's my girl. He lovingly says that to us when we accept Jesus, when we trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of sin. And then I love that phrase. When God told Jacob, you will no longer be known by that name. You will no longer be known as sinner. You will no longer be known as enemy of God. You will no longer be known by your your sin. Now you will be known because of your faith in Jesus. You will be known that you are a child of God. So Jacob became Israel and he had this new destiny. And because of that, his sons had a new destiny. And because his sons had a new destiny, Christ came through that lineage. And you know what? And because Jacob had a new destiny, his sons had a new destiny. Because Christ was born, you and I have a new destiny. And in the same way that Jacob was given a new destiny, so others would be given a new destiny, you and I are given a new name and a new destiny so that others will have that new name and that new destiny. I've not been in this pulpit for three weeks, I think. So I can give you homework. And you're welcome. Here's your homework. I want you to tell somebody your name this week. Not, not Kay, not Andrea, not you know Bob. Tell somebody your name is a child of God. That's it. Just tell them. And, and, and they said, well, how'd you get that name? Because I trusted in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. Tell somebody your name. Listen, Jacob received a new destiny so that others would receive a new destiny. You have received a new destiny so that others would receive a new destiny. There are 90,000 people here in Newton County that don't know Christ. All you got to do this week, one person 
Let them know, hey, I'm a child of God. That's my name. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your son. Lord, I thank you, God, that you know what? All of our past, Father, it will no longer be. We will no longer be known by that. We will be known as a child of God. And Father, I pray, Lord, today, if there's someone in this room that goes, you know, I don't know. I've been going to church my whole life. I've never had this wrestling match with God where I received this new name through faith in Jesus. Father, if, if someone in this room today, God, wants, to, wants that new name, wants that new destiny, they, wanna, they want their past forgiven, and they, they want to be now called your child, Lord, I pray, Lord, you would lead them to make that decision. And, Father, there would be this ripple effect of their family, of their friends. And, Lord, I pray this, too, Lord, for the rest of us in this room who've already made that decision, Lord, we already have our new name, that we are forgiven and chosen, but, Lord, we are a child of God. Lord, we wouldn't keep it to ourselves. We would introduce ourselves. We would tell somebody that is who we are so that, Lord, they would know the forgiveness and the life that comes through relationship with you through Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you, we love you, and you have a family at Eastridge Church.